Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey there, everybody, and Woo-woo. welcome back to No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along as always with my good buddy Dan. Dan, there is a lot happening right now in the world, but how are you holding up? There's a bunch going on, man, and we we are not a current events podcast, but goddamn, we could be. There's a, a <laughs> lot of stuff going on, man, but luckily, there's even a lot going on in the soccer world. So, uh, I'll tell you though, I just discovered the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I know. Okay. Don't come at me. It's been out for a while. I know there's three <laughs> seasons already and it's uh, kind of my new favorite thing. So there's a reason it swept the Emmys. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I have not yet watched it, so I can't come at you because I would be a hypocrite, but I've heard it's very good. It's yeah, on the list. Are you binging anything right now? Are you giving up on Clone Wars yet? <laughs> I haven't given up on Clone Wars yet, but that's, that's my show that like I put on like one here, one there, slowly in the background. Oh, like, okay. So not really background. In two but, years. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, um, yeah, no, I don't have anything in particular. Uh, I am, I'm binge watching right now. Um, someone told me, I think it was called Castle Rock. They said it's, it's something that's supposed to be it's good. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. So that, that's in- intriguing for me. Um, there's this new show coming out on HBO that's uh, looking pretty interesting to me. Lovecraft Country. I already knew what you were going to say. Yeah. Oh, man. That looks good. This Sunday, bro. You're talking yeah. Jordan Peele. You're talking horror. They already have a companion podcast right. for it. I'm all in. J.J. Abrams is involved. So, yes. yeah. You had those two names and I'm like automatically invested. So, I'm looking forward to Lovecraft Country. I think that'll yeah. be good. So. Absolutely. But yeah, no, other than that, I mean, I've been watching some sports. We got, we got sports back in, in some capacity and we're, and we're losing some sports in other capacity. As of the recording of this podcast, we've had two power five college football conferences cancel their or postpone, I should say their fall right. seasons. Had so, got some, uh, also got some champions league going on uh, with champions soccer league, in the Europa world. league. Yeah. Um, man, I was, I was confused. I was like, that's right. I was confused. <laughs> I was like Europa league. I thought, man, you qualified for Champions League. And I'm like, oh, wait, they're, oh, I get it now. Yeah. It, it's returning from the yeah. hiatus back is, in March. Yeah, I didn't understand. Yeah, this is still the old Europa League. So I was like, how are they in Europa? What the hell? They were top which, four. Which is crazy because if Man U somehow wins the Europa League, then we still don't technically know yet who from the EPL is all qualified for Champions League because they would earn a spot in the Champions League by winning Europa League, which means the fifth place oh, team wow. in the table would then earn a Champions League spot. So I hadn't thought of that. That's funny. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a crazy time, man. It's, you know, Leicester City, I think, was who ended fifth in, in EPL, I, I want to say. So, um, yeah, man, was, I don't actually know how it works. Does Liverpool get a spot in the next year's Champions League for winning the previous year's Champions League? I don't remember. Who knows? Who I don't know all... how, the, how that goes at all, but it, it's so. fun. Soccer's playing, <laughs> and that's all that really matters right now. And we're going to have some Sporting KC soccer back at us as well. 
Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Schedule's been released for the first six games, I think. Schedule. We'll put a little quotes on this uh, six-game schedule. A little mini-sketch. Yeah. Mini-sketch. Um, there is a, a tentative plan for MLS to, uh, to play, I think, 18 additional regular season games. Um, FC Dallas and Nashville will, will play two first. Uh, the first one uh, being tonight, Wednesday, FC Dallas versus Nashville, 7.30 p.m. on uh, ESPN+. And then uh, Sunday, I want to say, uh, FC Dallas versus Nashville again. Because, of course, there was, those were the two teams who fell out of the MLS's back tournament due to uh, coronavirus. But, um, yeah, man, we're, 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 getting, we're getting some, uh, some Sporting KC soccer, some MLS soccer back. Um, we're going to talk about all of that. Um, first, we do want to remind you guys to, uh, to make sure you leave your five-star rating and review if you haven't done that. Uh, we'd like you to, to encourage you to do that. We appreciate everybody who has. And uh, just remember to check out uh, Added Time Outfitters. Use promo code NOOTHERPOD. So get your stickers, get your wristbands, uh, get whatever it is you want to get from there. And, uh, yeah, it'll be pretty cool. So, but let's talk first about just the scheduling aspect of what's going on here with Sporting KC for the, for the next uh, six games. We're going to have a lot to talk about with the fact that there will be fans in attendance as well. So I, I, we will get to that, but I want to start with, let's just talk strictly about the soccer aspect first. Right. Um, regional. Right. Yes. Or let's put quotes on regional since <laughs> our, our region is like, well, I guess we'll go over to Colorado or down to Texas or up to Minnesota. We'll, we'll go everywhere. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's about as, as regional as you can probably get in MLS. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's tough because no team is really that close to each other in, in the U S um, except for the LA teams, except for the LA teams or, or the, the Cascadia teams. teams, you know, New York teams. It's just, it's tough because, you know, in England, you know, you, a Derby is just across town. Um, if you look at, you know, the farthest that anyone's going to travel in the EPL, it's like what a three, maybe four hour drive. If that now we're looking at, you know, the closest team to, to SKC is going to be St. Louis in like 2023. And that's still a three hour drive. In Europe, do they still fly to their games? I mean, even though it's so close, I mean, it's like, what, a 20 minute flight? <laughs> I, I, I don't know for sure. Um, I would guess it probably depends. So yeah, I mean, even Chicago to KC is like, you know, hour 20 or something, but uh, you just kind of think like it's, you just said the longest trip is like three to four hours. I mean, yeah, it's not like it's not far to drive across country in England. So that's like a forty-five minute flight. That's yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. So I don't know. It's um, it's crazy. But the the season is going to resume. Um, Eighteen clubs will qualify for the postseason in twenty twenty, up from fourteen last year. So that's you know nine so teams weird, in man. each conference, which is crazy. And then the Audi MLS Cup playoffs will begin on November 20th and culminate with MLS Cup on December 12th. As of now, of course, this is all pending health and safety, depending on how the coronavirus goes. Oh, is that still going on? <laughs> Surprise. It's gotcha. not John. Didn't just disappear. <laughs> Who would have thought? Whoops. Um, but you're right. So the, it, it kind of starts um, regionally uh, and, it, and it'll, it'll stick with, um, you know, sort of the same typical tv broadcast schedule that that we normally have so a lot of these will be on fox sports kc um but we start away friday august 21st at minnesota home against the houston dynamo 
uh, on August 25th away August 29th against uh, the Colorado Rapids back home September 2nd against FC Dallas away Saturday September 5th Houston Dynamo and then finish out this first six game stretch at home on Sunday September 13th against Minnesota United once again so give me your first like just quick thoughts on the resumption of the regular season, how this is going to go, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and what you're most looking forward to. Uh, my very first thought was like, all right, finally, finally this schedule's announced. Like they've been teasing it. They've been talking about it. Here we go. Uh, quick second thought was like, you know, we'll talk about it a little more, but like, uh, oh, wow, fans are in attendance. Yeah. That seems, seems weird right now, but okay. Uh, Third thought was like, oh, so nothing else has been announced. This is clearly like a trial thing. And if this just goes poorly, they burn it down. You know what I mean? That's kind of kind of what it is. So, again, it's like free soccer. You got to kind of take it where you can get it. And and as far as I can see on online, on Twitter and Facebook, I think everyone's pretty, pretty split on this. You know, people commenting on Sporting's Twitter – uh, like this is irresponsible, you know, we shouldn't be doing this right now. Think about your fan safety. And then, you know, all the way to like sporting CEO, uh, Jake Reed talking, this is what the fans want. And it's like, well, don't generalize us. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I am excited because it's soccer and I like watching soccer and I like watching sporting, uh, but I will be able to do that safely from my couch, you know? Yeah, it's going to be a lottery from what we can tell for STMs right. for the 2,500 and change seats. And I win everything, so I probably will win <laughs> this and I, I will have to decline, you know. So you're, you're an, I'm not an STM because I have the, the, the press pass. You're, you're an STM. Do, have they reached out to you? <clears throat> Excuse me. Don't know what's going on. Have they reached out to you at all? Do you have to like opt into the lottery or are they just going to automatically put you in and then you decline or how does that work? I think... I think when you filled out that survey that everyone was up in arms about. That's what makes you eligible. I think that opted you in. um, I'm pretty sure that was tied to your name uh, and you had a special link to it or whatever. So, and at the time, me, like everyone else, I opted in because I had no idea what the state of the country would look like. You know what I mean? I was like, "Eh, I'm an optimist right now. Let's do that. Right. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's a fair point. So, so let's just talk about that since we're, we're here right now. It, it's come up naturally in conversation. Mm-hmm. For, for those of you who may not remember, and I'm going to look up the exact wording right now, um, when Sporting KC first released a fan survey a, a number of months ago, um, I mean, this was what, back in May even, maybe? Was it May before the Orlando thing got started? Oh, no, I guess this was... This maybe was end of June or July. I don't know. It's, it's a, it looks like it was July 8th if, if I'm reading that right. So, man, it felt like it was so much longer ago than that. It's been a long month. Um, but basically, there was a survey that was sent out to Sporting KC season ticket members that says, at this time, every stadium configuration for return to play is on the table, full capacity, socially distanced capacity, very limited capacity, and so on. Broadly speaking, are you planning on attending a Sporting Kansas City match in person in 2020? And then it says, important. By selecting no to this question, you are opting out of a lottery system for potential to attend matches at Children's Mercy Park in the 2020 season. 
So at the time, and Mike Kuhn from, you know, at down the byline on Twitter was one of the people who was pointing this out at the time. The way that survey is designed, it provides a disincentive to say no, because you're automatically opting out of something that you don't yet know what the circumstances are for. Right. Now, if you, if you click no, uh, a, a wolf will gnaw on your genitals. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not going to click no. Right. <laughs> it so, felt like you were pressured a little bit. And I was like, I don't want to be left out. Yeah. And now it didn't, it also didn't say if you select yes, you are forced to buy the ticket. At least Correct. It, didn't, it didn't really, you can still, you know, you, you say yes, you can still opt out of, of having to purchase the ticket. Yes. But at the time people were kind of like, man, we don't know what they're going to do with this data, but you are probably going to get a higher number of false yeses because people just don't want to automatically be discounted from being able to attend a game. And it's not just Sporting KC doing this, to be clear. No. My, my dad has season football tickets for USC football in Los Angeles, and they sent out a, a similar uh, survey to their season ticket holders uh, a few months ago. This was before the Pac-12 canceled fall football like they have as of today or Tuesday when we're recording this. And, and their survey, it wasn't worded exactly the same, but they basically said, do you want to stay uh, in the lottery for potential tickets? You can always opt out as a later, at a later date, but if you opt out now, we're just going to remove you. And, and it's the same sort of thing. My dad, he's an older guy. He's like 75 years old now. So he's, he's in that risk category. Uh, he, he was like, I can't really foresee myself going to a USC game at all this year, but I also... I'm not ready to totally give up that option yet. So he said, yes. And I imagine you and a lot of other SKC fans did the same thing. Oh, I'm sure, man, because we, we, you don't want to be left out. And so when Jake Reed says something like the fans want this, well, if that is what they're going off of, if, if that little poll is what they're going off of, that kind of sucks. Cause mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think sure they want this. Yes, we want this, but safely. And, and down the road. And I, I get it. They're like, they've talked to health officials. They're not just doing this on their own. Like this right. isn't sporting saying like, come be at risk. You know, they've talked to people. This is well-researched and, uh, and, and advised if you will. So, and I, I kind of read about it that they'll have little pods of seats, like two to four, whatever your tickets are. And they will be like six and yeah. a half feet between seats and like, like eight feet between rows and stuff. It's yeah. uh me in my mind i want to go so hard dude um my wife has one kidney so i'm not about to try to bring home coronavirus you know right right and you know from from the media standpoint you know i obviously got information about how this is going to be handled um from the media standpoint because i am a credentialed media member uh Woo. <laughs> You know, it, but basically it says a limited number of media members will be credentialed to cover Sporting Kansas City's next three home matches at, and at Children's Mercy Park. Media must apply for single game credentials. Um, any season long credentials that were previously issued are no longer valid and will not permit entry to Children's Mercy Park. So what I have to do, and, and I think this is good, this is a, a credit to the club for handling it this way, is, is they're saying, look, we can't have everybody who was credentialed as media all show up at the same time. That's too many people. We're going to do this on a game-by-game -game basis. Um, there's going to be masks that are required. Uh, there's a designated point of entry. All media members will have to go through a thermometer check uh, by a contactless thermometer before entering. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, face mask at all times, except when eating or hydrating. Physical distancing, so at least six feet of social distance uh, between other media members. Um, 
no handshakes, fist bumps, etc. You know, it'll all be paperless. I mean, so they're they're trying to do this properly. Press conferences will be conducted approximately 15 uh, minutes after the match um, with players and coaches from both teams available for fully remote uh, video Q&A sessions. Okay, so then, yeah, I missed this part. No media will be permitted in or near the press conference rooms. Media in attendance at the matches who would like to participate in video conferences are encouraged to bring compatible device and headphones. So basically- Wait, so why can't you just stay home and like tap into that conference? So that's, that's the thing is you can. And, Hell and yeah. as much, and, and, and you were just saying this about being a fan and, and I'm having the same dilemma as, as a media member. Obviously, I would love to be there in person. There's nothing like the experience of being in Children's Mercy Park and seeing a game in person. And, and we all want that. Now, one, this isn't going to be the same experience. How nice is it with 14% of the stadium full? I mean, yeah. Right. Hey, can you hear us? We're chanting. <laughs> yeah. And, and the second part of this is, if you can essentially fully do the job that you need to do remotely, given the circumstances, and, and most media members will be able to, why risk going down to sit in a press box, even if it's open air, like the press box will likely be in contracting coronavirus? No one knows so. how this even works anymore, dude. When this whole thing got started, they were like, oh, it, coronavirus can live on the surface of your counter. And now more research has come out saying like it can't live on your clothes or your surface of anything. Yeah. It's mostly and, aerosol transmission, it seems. Yeah. And so now before we know it, it's going to be freaking airborne. You know what I mean? We just, not, no one really knows enough about it. And I kind of feel like people are getting bored now. Mm -hmm. They're bored of being told what to do. Mm -hmm. They're bored of sitting at home. They don't want anyone running their lives, you know, stick it to the man, screw the man. And that sucks. That's really scary because there are a lot of people like that. Yeah. It, and, and it is tough. And, and I also, let me be clear. I, I, I'm bored too. I ate it. I want to get out. Um, I want to go on vacation. I love traveling. And I also know that it's a lot easier for me to stay put indoors at my house with my good internet, mostly, except for when we're recording this podcast, <laughs> it always seems to be bad internet. That's so, um, so random. <laughs> like I have a lot that I can do here and I can, I can entertain myself and be just fine. And I know that's a lot harder for, for parents with kids and, and people who, who work jobs that don't let them stay at home. It's just, it's a real bummer that other countries, yes, they're smaller. Yes, it's different circumstances, but they've been able to get this under control and we haven't. And the longer we're not able to, that's why college football is canceled. That's why many markets can't have fans is because people haven't wanted to wear masks or do what they need to do for the last six months. Well, it's all a political situation, Jimmy. Didn't you know that? <laughs> this is all about politics now. I, I've, I've read that from some very smart people spreading that news. Yeah. So I don't know. It sucks. I will say this. I hope that everybody is safe. I hope that they can make it okay. I will also say that, and I told someone this earlier, you know, I think the, the sheer act of, of sitting and watching a game in your seat, socially distanced from people in an outdoor stadium while people are wearing masks, in all likelihood, that's that's very safe. And you Does can it even probably sound fun? do it. It doesn't sound fun to me. It's like going to no. Disney World while wearing a mask. That doesn't sound uh, fun. Um, I want to go so bad. I really do. <laughs> so I think that's probably safe 
in a vacuum if everyone actually did that. The problem I have is I think we've seen with so many places that people just don't listen to the guidelines or rules that are in place and or try to find a way to get around these rules because they're personally inconvenient. So I worry that at a game like SKC or any other sporting event, you know, people that are waiting in lines to go to bathrooms, people that yeah. are on the concourse, people that are getting food, people that are going to try to tailgate even if it's technically not allowed aren't going to be- dumb dumbs. Having right. their having their big schnoz hanging out of their mask. Right. Aren't they're not gonna be properly wearing masks. They're gonna accidentally cough on something's gonna happen and it only takes one person to to start something. And so at that point, that's where I just look at the risk reward and I'm like, I get it. I wanna be there. I just for me, that risk is too much for that reward. But I do hope if you do choose to go, that everybody who goes is safe. Obviously, we don't wish any harm on anybody and, and we hope that you follow all the health and safety guidelines that are that are put in place we'll see can you imagine if there is like an outbreak because of a damn soccer game well that's the other thing that you know we haven't even really touched on in all this is when they sent that survey kansas city the metro area wasn't as bad as it is now i mean we have freaking white house doctors flying to meet with the mayor of kansas city and surrounding area leaders because it's a hot spot and it's getting worse. And Wyandotte County's not great either. Wyandotte County is the worst county in the entire metro. And guess where Children's Mercy Park is? Wyandotte County. (laughs) So it's not, I just, I fear for not just the fans even, but the game day operations people that inevitably have to be there. The, 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 the stadium operations people, the the club staff, like this isn't just a matter of 2,500 fans are going to be in attendance. This is, those people are there if they catch it they take it back out to their communities they take it back to their families their homes their jobs their work their wherever schools now that those are opening and just this just sucks man yeah schools opening and that's a whole different conversation i I just i hope everything goes swimmingly and it probably will maybe it all goes off without a hitch that's great it doesn't change it's uh irresponsible i guess to me, it seems that way. So yeah. it's, um, I don't know, man. Are we the only club doing this? I haven't really looked out and seen. FC Dallas is letting 5,000 people come to their stand or their games. I thought Dallas was a hot spot too. Texas isn't great. Dallas is letting 5,000 people come to their games and they're closing like a third of their stadium off to even like having that as being seating options. So people are like, you're saying you're so only more allowing, right? So that you're you're saying you're only allowing twenty to twenty five percent capacity, but you're actually closer to fifty percent capacity of the seating that you're even letting people sit in. I'm interested to know if fourteen percent of the stadium goes. I'd right. be interested to know if if people do this. Um, and I know there are a lot of people out there like, oh, I just I need to be there. I need to be at a game, and it's like, why? Like, wait, it, it, is your life so? so bad you got it you have to i gotta be there man i gotta get a hot dog i gotta get an overpriced beer i just have to well that's the other thing i think i'm realizing is like believe me i love sports sports are my hobby i sure. I, I, I you know missed, have you them, missed immensely. them that much like that much to go do something like this i have not missed them so much where i need to be in attendance to risk Definitely, because you have a high definition television that's going to give you the best seat in the house it's going to be like a field seat yeah <laughs> so I don't know. I just, we'll, we'll move on to talking more about the actual games here. Cause we have some of those questions, but anyway, I just, oh, we got games. We, got games. <laughs> we, we hope that people are safe. Um, and, and that 
you know, just be smart. Please listen and uh, adhere to all the health and safety guidelines. And, so. and you know what? Uh, if you're constantly in contact with us, I know we've got, you know, some OGs and some regulars. I mean, DM us on Twitter. Let us know how your experience was, or maybe you didn't like to go, didn't yeah. want to go, or maybe you didn't feel safe. You and know? to be clear, if you reach out to us and tell us you go and, and you either say I had a great time or you, and I felt totally safe or I went and I didn't have, like, we're not going to shame anybody on here. That's private. That's we're, private. We're not going to blast you. No. And, and we're not. And, and if you tell us, go ahead and share my story. That's great. But we're, like, if you, if you mention, Hey, I went and I had a great time. We're not going to like, that's your experience. And we weren't there. So we, we have no way to say that that's not true or not. So you know, we're, we're not here in the business of shaming individuals who decide to go or not. That's, that's your, your decision. We just ask that you, one, please be safe and listen to guidelines. And two, we, I think we're just questioning the wisdom from the club of making this decision. Right. I, 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 it's, it's hard, it's hard to fault some fan. I mean, reasonable people might be able to disagree on this statement, but to a certain extent, it's hard to fault people for going if the club claims it's safe and they're letting people go. Like, th- because they trust a, this club. There's a like, greater responsibility them. on the club there, I think. Yeah. So, but I don't know. Let's let's get to uh, to Carter Hastings' question here. What matchups are you most looking forward to watching if the season proceeds as scheduled? So I assume he must obviously just be talking about these these next six games uh, next six because games. that's all we know. They're going to announce supposedly in early September the rest of of the games. But, well, we got two with Minnesota. I mean, those are big time points right there. Yeah, I think you beat them twice. You move exponentially up the up the table. You know. Yes, I mean Sporting KC right now is is in uh, first place in the Western Conference after five games worth of of uh, of play, um, 12 points. Uh, but you're right, right there, second place, Minnesota, 11 mm-hmm. points. Um, you know, we play Colorado and Houston, but. Well, Colorado's Minnesota down. is our rivalry, quote unquote rivalry there. And it's, it's a, those are always going to be exciting to me, especially because Minnesota's gotten pretty good and they've never won at Children's Mercy Park, if I'm, if I'm correct. Yeah, you're right. So, you know, it's, it's just, you know, we, we play away at Allianz Field on Friday, August 21st. And, and we struggle at times Bro, in Minnesota. We got to get up there to one of their road games too, like to head up to Minnesota sometime. It's food's great. Comedy mm-hmm. clubs are great. It's a, uh, we got to do Minneapolis a road is, a, trip. is a great city. Mm-hmm. People are nice. Allianz Field looks gorgeous. I, I know you haven't been to the new stadium yet. Have you? No, I no. went to the we, we played both, at the Gophers. Yeah, we both separately went to games where they were playing at whatever it was, TCF Stadium or whatever at the University yeah, of Minnesota. That's right. So, but it, it was a cool experience, and the fans were great. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a nearby little uh, restaurant district. I think we mm-hmm. went and had had an appetizer beforehand. It was cool, and yeah. a brewery was right around the corner. I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. I went to I went downtown Minneapolis. Check that out. Surly Brewing is one of the the, the big the brewery. Yeah, I yeah. went there. Had a burger and some beers. It's great. Oh, so nice. Minneapolis, very cool. Highly recommend. Would love to get up there for a game. A lot so, of vegan spots too for all my mm-hmm. vegans listening. There you go. You know who you are? <laughs> um, so I, that first game is going to be tough. They'll they'll probably have Ico Parra back. I would guess. Probably. Um, and Minnesota looked pretty good in the MLS's back tournament. Well, so, we couldn't beat them, but they had to, you know, rely on a goalkeeper red card. So what are you going to do? Yeah. 
Now, this will be interesting because th these these games are going to happen in, in relatively quick succession. Now, yeah, the, the, like every four days. The longest gap is between September 5th and September 13th. Right. Um, that's a, a, a week and a day. But every other game, it's like, you know, Friday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. It's, it's you know. Feels like the at, tournament all over again. Yeah. So there's going to probably be a pretty decent amount of squad rotation, I would think. I would uh, think so. Uh, except for Beasler, Beasler will probably be on the bench. <laughs> Man, I I have some friends who are Seattle fans, and and they're having a real issue with their backline right now. And they keep telling me they're like, "Do you think they trade Beasler to Seattle?" And I'm like, "Please don't put that out into the universe. Like, I, I don't want to think about that. I don't know if Beasler would go for that. Right? But, if that's something Beasler would be open to, I would. I Peter might pursue that. Peter would pursue trading anybody if the offer Absolutely. was right and the player was was not like adamantly opposed to it. Right, and assuming Beasler didn't punch him in the face and do something terribly wrong, you know, they'd have to talk about it. Right. But if Beasler was on the outs, it's like, yep, deal, bye. So, I don't know, <laughs> we'll see. But I do think, you know, people have asked, where's Winston Reed? I think we'll probably see some Winston Reed hey, here. Maybe. Um, he you know, popped up in one of those, uh, oh man, there's a couple episodes of these uh these videos on sportingkc.com mm -hmm. and he popped up for like a header i was like who's that guy <laughs> <laughs> like wait a second <laughs> it was weird what is going on here yeah yeah uh become one sporting kansas city uh they're pretty cool pretty two cool episodes special. online right now um did you go to that press conference when they announced when it was like in the stadium and they were looking at the they were talking about the tournament I was not able to be there. Oh, no, okay. I think it was in the middle of a work day or something. So I could they passed that wireless mic around and people were talking into it with no masks on. I was like, Jesus, are we so dense? <laughs> yeah. And th this is when they announced the MLS's back tournament, right? The, right. The, people know, like pull their mask down to speak into the microphone. I was like, that's not what you're supposed to do. We know more now. Hopefully you wouldn't have to do that. Also, you can talk through a mask. The mask doesn't prevent sound. No shit. That's crazy. <laughs> so I would hope that we're... We're better at that now, but um, they say first two episodes, which leads me to believe that there will be more episodes to come. So this will kind of chronicle the strangest season in the history of seasons. Well, it, it kind of leads up to, uh, I think it ends right before the knockout round. So they'll probably have another one talking about the knockout round. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's pretty cool, but check yeah. it out. Sportingkc.com. So, um, but yeah, squad rotation is what we were talking about before I did my thing and made That's us go okay. on a different tangent. I just, but you're right. We yeah. have the depth and we'll use it, I'm sure. And the transfer window is going to open here at some point. I haven't heard any rumors yet as to Sporting KC looking to acquire some people. I'm sure that there will be some rumors. You know, midfield depth right now is, is maybe something they might want to address. Uh, it's rough. And Ilya had such a decent tournament. You know what I mean? Like we, we had talked about how – Ilya is looking a little rough in midfield, but he had a great tournament. Yeah, I still think there is a need to have another number six that can come off the bench. You know, Felipe Hernandez, he, he, he's a promising young player. I don't know if he's at a place yet where you want to consistently rely on him on a game-by-game -game basis. And I also don't know that he's like strictly a number six. He's kind of that more box-to-box. -box. That's right. But he was in an interview saying how – Peter's put him all over the place. Like he's yeah. getting him experience everywhere. So like, he's kind of going to be the utility player. You need yeah. a number six, bring him in. Like why the hell not? Yeah. It's just with, with um, Felipe Gutierrez being out for the year. That's like, that's a key piece that's gone. So that's rough. That's hard. Uh, you know, hopefully we can, we can bring somebody in there, but 
we'll see. Uh, it, it's it's going to be, you know, a crazy few weeks. Um, we'll know more about the rest of the schedule in, in early September. But Sporting Casey, as of right now, first place in the West. Um, I think that's 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 good news for Sporting Casey. They'll be able to to try to keep uh, keep up their hot streak in the regular season, even though it didn't end as as we all had hoped in the MLS's back tournament. I so. will say something. They got us. They 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 sucked us in to the tournament lifestyle and the mindset. Like we got so excited because there was a bracket and we're like, we need to win this thing. Yeah. But you did you don't need to win this thing to get a Champions League berth that may or may not no. even happen. Right. But we got six points out of three games. That's damn good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's I mean that's that's the primary objective out of that tournament. It's get the regular season points and try to work toward the MLS Cup playoffs, assuming they have we almost got nine points for God's sakes. Minnesota, man, or very least seven points. Right. That would have been crazy. Now a lot of people have been saying they want MLS's back to become a yearly thing in some way. That what are your thoughts expensive. on that? <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a lot of money. And I think Don Garber was even like, uh, it doesn't seem feasible and there's no plans to do that. Right. I mean, we already have the U S open cup, which I get is not quite the same, but once you get to the knockout round really isn't that different. It's mostly 16 MLS teams were just competing in a knockout tournament for a trophy in a Champions League spot. Yeah, and most places, you know, most regions do their own little preseason tournament. You know, the Desert Diamond Cup, anybody? Right. And so that's where the most interesting idea is for me, is if you were going to do an MLS's back tournament consistently, I almost feel you have to do it as a preseason tournament, get rid of the, the, the regional preseasons, bring everybody together for one preseason, and, and do it that way. I yeah. don't see there's any way you can add an additional tournament into the regular season. No, it's rough. I mean, I, I get it. Everyone liked the excitement of three soccer games every day. Like right. that was cool. 8 a.m. soccer. Yeah. But guess what? Uh, you, you get what? You get like 10 games on the weekends. You know what I mean? Ten, every yeah. day. So it's like, it's all good. We're, we just, I, I don't see it as a feasible option. Yeah. Well, I also think there's probably something about the novelty of, of the tournament given that it was like the first MLS soccer we watched in like four or five months and, and we had all True. been starved for sports and all that stuff. If you do this every single year at a certain point to me, it just becomes more soccer games that are just a distraction from the regular season. Mm -hmm. It'll feel way cooler if Orlando wins it all, um, <laughs> which if you're listening to this, maybe they did. Yeah. But I think, uh, you know, Orlando hasn't won anything. So that just seems kind of cool you know some for them to win some random tournament that is so orlando have you seen the pictures so of raven. the <laughs> so raven, of the uh, mls's back trophy no has that been shown it's on mlssoccer.com yeah it's just a standard cup looking thing that that just says mls is back and has the mls crest on it seems like a big failure yeah no make it years like tim Melia wanted missed opportunity so but you know i mean it's it's a pretty trophy i guess it's it's a cup but uh yeah with like half a soccer ball on the bottom it's 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 more like a goblet it is kind of like a goblet um, yeah i if someone drinks out of it i just want to be like you chose wisely <laughs> you know uh yeah. it just doesn't feel like a real real trophy yeah so that's out huh. there but you know it is what it is we're recording this on Tuesday. Portland and Orlando have not yet played. We don't know what's going to happen, so we're not going to spend a ton of time talking about that. I guess we're maybe both rooting for Orlando. 
just because of anarchy? Yes, I think so. <laughs> they didn't call this the MLS's back cup, so the trophy shouldn't be a cup. It's almost like the U.S. Open Cup, and the trophy is a trophy. It should have been a bronze bust of Don Garber wearing Mickey ears. Of his bust? What are you talking about? Like a bu- like a bust, you know, like where they put in the, Oh, like, yes. I thought you were know. like Don Garber's breasts. Yeah, no, yes, exactly. Wearing he's, Mickey ears. He's busty. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, but like a, a bust of his head wearing Mickey ears and just have that be the trophy. That would be pretty phenomenal. I dig that. But I don't know. I, yeah, I'm rooting for Orlando, not because I like Orlando. I actually don't really like Orlando, but I dislike Portland more, and I am actively rooting against my younger brother's happiness. So. Yeah, that's easy. It's really easy to root against your brother. Um, <laughs> love, love him to death, but, you know, sorry, bro. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, <laughs> and I just – Timber's Twitter is insufferable. They are. And Orlando Twitter like needs a pick me up, like a little, <laughs> you got this champ, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I really hope, I really hope people are listening to this and it really worked out because Nani seems to be on another level. He's right up now. for player of the tournament. That's right. Well, and Polito's up for best 11, by the way. Polito's up neat. for best 11. I was going to mention yeah. that too. And you know, he's Polito, man. I know Taylor Twelman was talking about how he needs to score goals, which he's not wrong. He, he needs to keep scoring goals. And he but is. He is, yeah. And I think that it's just, it's also pretty clear that, you know, he is definitely a different level of a number nine than we've ever had before. How many goals does he have? Um, that's a great question that I should have had well, ready to go, but I'm no, it's clearly fine. not when a we professional. He's played seven games. He's at least scored. He's got three goals. Just three goals? Three goals and four assists, according to mlssoccer.com but i don't know if that includes the tournament this okay maybe just might be regular season counting uh, i don't know if you get a goal or an assist each game like that's damn good yeah um so the fact that he's he's averaging right now seven games he's averaging a goal or an assist per game that's great yeah number nine should score goals but peter vermees is number nine is different than other people's number nine all right joseph martinez isn't out there doing crazy things and setting other people up right so he's he's a pure goal scoring poacher um i dig it i do hate that he came to kansas city though uh alan Polito, and now has to like quarantine himself like what is this world he's like wow i, I do a whole career change i come to a different country english isn't even my first language <laughs> and and sign a huge contract and now i'm stuck in my apartment with my new wife who's annoying the bonkers out of me <laughs> those birthday posts <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah he's up for best 11 the the players up for player of the tournament two of them are playing in the final nani and sebastian blanco both have been very good the others were diego rossi and andre blake so no surprises there necessarily but it's uh i don't know yeah, hoping for Orlando to win. You guys will know by the time you're listening to this whether they did or not. But that is what we are rooting for here. Uh, and congratulations yes. to Alan Polito, uh, even if you do not make it as a best 11 selection, which I think you probably will. But if you don't, congrats on being selected there. So I do want to talk a little bit more before we shift to some other just general news and rumors around the league before we wrap up here. Um, Sporting Kansas City 2, they were supposed to play a road match um, against Louisville City 
uh, on Wednesday. That has been rescheduled for next Wednesday, August 19th, um, because, quote, a covered person in the Sporting KC2 organization tested positive for COVID-19. What does that mean? What's a covered person? So I th- I'm pretty sure I-, I was asking about this just to make sure. It-, it's- it could be a player. It could be a coach. It could be a trainer. It could be a staff member. It could be an intern, but it's somebody who is within the organization who may have had contact with a player. So okay, we don't know who it is. It might be a player. It might be someone else, but they've postponed it a week. Although Sporting Kansas City 2 is still supposed to play on Sunday as well. So we'll see. Dude, but- that could... Uh- Wow, just screwing up, screwing up the league, man. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, you know, they they're supposed to play uh, coming up. Well, they were. I thought they were supposed to play Sunday. This says they're supposed to play Saturday, August. Oh no, they're supposed to play Saturday. I was wrong. I thought it was Sunday. It's Saturday. They're supposed to play against St. Louis FC. So they're not going to play tonight, but they're going to play Saturday. So I don't know if that's enough time. But USL's been doing their own thing, so. It's a weird world right now, man. This is weird. Yeah. And they're playing against St. Louis FC, who may or may not be a team next year. That's right. Exactly. We really ought to check in with Eric Dick, see how things are going. <laughs> yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll try to get Eric on the podcast, maybe see. Let's see. Is Sporting KC playing? No. I don't know. It's no, no Phoenix on, on the schedule anytime soon. But um, – <laughs> still trying to get to the bottom of what's going on between Eric and Dan for no apparent reason. We're beefing. We're beefing. I don't know why, but we're beefing. <laughs> uh, you have any other thoughts on anything SKC related before we move on to just some general news and notes? Nah, man, we'll, we'll talk again about that upcoming uh, Minnesota game next week. So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely touch on that more. Uh, let's just get to some interesting rumors from around the league. Uh, apparently LA galaxy are linked with Gonzalo Higuain from Juventus, uh, which I don't Not know. Not surprised. Exactly. He's 32 years old. Uh, he feels like he's 74 because he's been around for so long. But, I mean, people questioned if, you know, Higuain is not necessarily his lots on level, but he's a, a very, very, very good, one of the top strikers in the world in his day. And people questioned if Zlatan had the legs to, to do it. Uh, I have no doubt that if Gonzalo Higuain came to MLS, he'd score 20 goals. So it's, I, I uh, agree. Yeah, I agree. It's a, uh, but it's the galaxy. So, I mean, that's, it's not surprising that they could land someone like that. Yeah. Now they already have the one thing that this might not make sense because of is they already have Chicharito at striker. Who's kind so, of been a little bit of a flop to them. He, has. he hasn't been productive like they've wanted. So would they give up on him so quickly? Would they run a two-striker system? Well, you know, what, what would they do? Uh, they already have three DPs in Chicharito, uh, Jonathan Dos Santos, and Christian Pavon, but that didn't stop them from figuring out what to do with Zlatan. If he could be a TAM player, I'm sure they could figure out how to make Higuain a TAM player. So uh, speaking of Juventus, uh, Higuain's teammate, uh, Blaise Matuidi, is uh, apparently rumored to be on his way to Inter Miami. Um, per reports, he's already signed or agreed to terms with Inter Miami, and so he would be their third designated player. I saw that. Miami's – they got to do something. Yeah, he's, he's not a star attacker, 
which I think people sort of expected them to sign a star attacker. There was rumors about Edinson Cavani, uh, William from Chelsea, Luis Suarez. And then there's also another rumor that came out that um, German center forward uh, Mario Götze was reportedly being uh, targeted by Miami and that he turned down a move to Miami. He didn't want to leave. So, uh, you know, huh. that leaves them with uh, a very good central slash defensive midfielder, but that doesn't really do much to help them in the attacking phase of the game. Right, for sure. So that's interesting there. Um, you talked about regional play. This is, uh, you know, going back to the regular season, you talked about regional play. Uh, one of the harder things is the Canadian teams will not be able to consistently play in Canada because Vancouver, Montreal, and Toronto cannot host American teams. And if they go to America, they'll have to quarantine for 14 days before doing anything in Toronto. So Red Bull Arena will be shared by the New York Red Bulls, NYCFC, and Toronto FC. Weird. Okay. So, I knew that I knew NYC and, and Red Bulls were, but... I don't Toronto know if the Toronto know. thing is officially official, but... It's, so uh, I wonder if Vancouver would try to come down and, and do a little uh, Seattle sharing. That'd be pretty hilarious. I mean, it's pretty hilarious that NYCFC has to play in New Jersey at Red Bull Arena because they don't have their own stadium and they're consistently making fun of the Red Bulls for playing in New Jersey. It's tough. It's like, yeah, oh, screw them. Oh, they're so stupid. And then it's like, hey, big brother, can we, can we come over? <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a home and, and the Yankees won't let us play there because... Right. But we're cold. Like, can we come in? <laughs> right. So, you know, that'll be interesting. The see. city doesn't care about us. We, we might uh, just go on down to Connecticut and play a game again, you know? Yeah. And at I that know... random place they played at. I know you're, you follow them sort of tangentially and, and your buds with the Cooligans who are NYCFC fans. So I'd be curious to hear their take on, on this because it's probably not fun as yeah, an NYCFC not, fan. They're just making fun of it. I mean, they're just, it's hilarious to them. Yeah. I mean, you can't take yourself too seriously in this situation because oh, yeah. we never I mean, do. It's, they've been saying they're going to get a stadium for since before they were a team and they keep saying we're real close. We're real close. And then it never happens. So it's tough. A lot of logistics go into it. I mean, look how long it took sporting to really get behind their yeah. team, you know? And then uh, the last bit of news I have here, former NYCFC midfielder, if you want to call him that, but, but more famously former uh, Juve midfielder, Andrea Perillo has been named the new Juventus manager. That's crazy. Is interesting. Didn't know that was going to happen. Uh, he's a legend. Juventus legend. He is. NYCFC, great. Uh, looks like he's 60 years old. But that's... <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah. dude looks the part. Gorgeous hair and a face that is as weathered as a man in the Sahara, you know? But it's... Yeah. Uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I don't think Juventus really needs a coach anyways to be victorious in that league. Yeah, although, you know, they did. So the reason that he's 41 years old, the reason that he's being appointed now is because Juventus uh, got bounced from the Champions League in the round of 16 on Friday night by Olympic Lyonnais, which was definitely an upset. So that was shocking. And uh, Maurizio Sarri being fired. And then didn't they, they didn't. didn't UV actually... Juventus actually win the game, but it wasn't enough, like on aggregate or whatever. It, it might have been, yeah. 
I, either way, they 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 lost. Yeah. Um, so they are now under the guidance of Andrea Pirlo in his first uh, manager job at the first team level. Uh, he he did, I guess, coach you know, Juventus's U twenty three team for a little bit, but uh, you know, it's working out for Frank Lampard at Chelsea, I guess, kind of sort of. Yeah. See, that's why it was weird to me because last Friday when Juventus played, I got the update saying they won. And then I get other updates saying like Juventus was bounced from the Champions League. And I was like, what? Yeah. But they won. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get the whole, Aggregate. the whole message. Yeah. ESPN. <laughs> so I don't know, just interesting to watch. And, you know, I, European football is, is strange because it's going to be back so soon. Like they're just yeah. finishing up their leagues and then it's going to be just a matter of weeks until they're back with the next season. True. So yeah. They always start in August. It's uh, it's going to be delayed a little bit this year, but not too long. So we'll be uh, back to watching Everton be mediocre at best and Man United trying to fight for a top four spot and, you know, either barely hanging on or ending up just outside in the Europa League. That's right. So, um, but I don't know. It's uh, soccer is, is heading more toward some level of normalcy, and, and we'll we'll keep uh, trying to stay up on top of all the latest news and uh, try to keep you entertained. So that's about all I got this week. You got anything else for our good listeners? Yeah, man. That's uh, that's about it. Next week, you know, come back. We'll we'll talk a lot of, a little bit about the uh, upcoming games because mm-hmm. um, it's going to ramp up real fast, man. We're going to be talking like two games per episode here. Yep. Um, it's gonna be fun. Lots of stuff to talk about. Be safe if you're going out there, and and think about someone other than yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good smart words from a wise man. <laughs> so, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure you leave us that five star rating and review. Tell your family, tell your friends to give us a listen. Check us out. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at no other pod at Dan Kuzer at JC max zero three. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash no other pod and shoot us an email. No other pod at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out added time outfitters using promo code, no other pod, all one word, but until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Cover up your schnazzes, you animals. You